AOC got a movie that flopped. The Chief Justice put the brakes on the Biden administration, transgenders on death row, and criminal charges for Trump. The Urban Conservative starts right around now. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. You like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you gonna love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pitbulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you gonna love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy. If your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library? but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes, then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night. It's time for the Urban Conservative Podcast. I am Adul Ali. That guy over there is my twin brother, Raheem Soto. And as always, you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, or on YouTube. Please jump over to TUConservative.com. Get yourself a membership we know Joe Biden's got everything costing more, but it's only 10 bucks to support us for a year. And we really appreciate all the love, bro. We are almost at the end of 2022, bro. Amazing ride yeah, it's been this year. Episode 51, 51. Yeah. So, you know, we're coming into Christmas. We're coming into, you know, happy Hanukkah to all of those folks that celebrate Hanukkah. Happy all of the holidays, salutes to all of our followers, all of our viewers from across the, the, the globe at this point, really, Ali. Um, you know, we, we reached over a million people in 2022 here on this platform. And again, like we said on Thanksgiving, we're very, very thankful for each one of you that reach out to us, each one of you that cash app us, that support the platform, that come on board as sponsors, underwriters, and, and you know, people that just get involved at the end of the day. So, yes, bro, yes, episode 50. 51. We got one more. We got one uh, more for the years over, man, and we in twenty three. So I gotta, I gotta throw something out there real quick. Uh, as always, folks, please let us know where you're watching from, so we can get you a shout out. Jump in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from. Yes, We've got some things we need to cover, bro. And um, first thing I want to talk about is this right here, bro. This is this is the the first thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Yo, listen, if you don't know, which most folks don't clearly, AOC had a movie that came out. Right, right. <laughs> and then and uh, reports are reports are let's go to let's go to the reports first. So uh reports from WPDE.com say opening weekend for a climate change documentary that included Representative Alexandria Ocasio or Cortez AOC, as she's affectionately known, AOC from the block, <laughs> as the film's most noteworthy protagonist, who did not make a uh, it did not make a lot of money, only generating eighty dollars per per theater in ticket sales. So that's like the equivalent of your mixtape, your album coming out and going double wood. They did uh, the film so far has received an 83% rating from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so that one other popular rating site gave the movie a 2.3 out of 10 rating. However, the report says opening weekend saw 120 theaters in the U.S. screen the documentary. But in total, and here's the bombshell, Ali, 
the film garnered less than $10,000 in ticket sales. I don't think this was really about making a movie that anybody wanted to see more so than it was for her to be able to be like around her own. Okay. Hold on. So here's some of the the critiques, right? One critic said, one critic said, who would go to see a movie? That's the opposite of entertaining. Oh, that was Greg Gutfield who said, who said that during the taping of Fox, uh, the five, he said, who would go see a movie? That's the opposite of entertainment. Okay. We got another quote, but it does show you how great it is to be a progressive in a liberal bias culture. He added, she really doesn't do her job, right? She makes movies. She goes to galas. She sits for glossy, butt kissing interviews in GQ and other women's mags. Uh, right. The end wasn't her only time starring in a feature film. So apparently, I didn't know this. I'm reading this now. She's been in other movies, uh, apparently. And here's the other thing: I heard that this there was like no, you know how uh, certain movies that these people get in, you get personal moments, you get them at the house, you get them waking up in the morning. It was none of that. It, mm-hmm. it was absolutely none of that. So you know, how many how, listen when you see this? What we need to know is put a one in the comment section if you've seen this movie, put a two in the comment section if you have not seen the movie. All right, that's it looks, it looks like real quick a couple of shouts out. We've got North Carolina is in the building. I see Pearl Burris Floyd shouts out to her, vice president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Uh, salute to you, Pearl. Thanks for checking us in. I see we've got some Connecticut in the building. Thanks for uh, for checking in in Connecticut. And uh, apparently our far- friend in Connecticut has not <laughs> seen that You movie. are not going to check out the movie? Well, well, I'm interested in, in, in if Big Sister Pearl Burris Floyd is going to see the movie with AOC. I'll be curious if she's giving that again. I can answer that for Pearl right, right now. Pearl ain't giving that lady no money. Okay. <laughs> I, can, All right. I mean, listen, yo, let, me, let me answer that for you. I'm going to answer it for you. <laughs> you ain't giving that lady no No, no. I haven't even seen the trailer, to be totally honest with you. I didn't even see that. I didn't know this. You know, so so hey, full, I, I full transparency, plot. folks, full transparency at home. I was like, hey, Ra, we should play the, the the trailer during the show. And he was like, absolutely not. We're not defiling our show. <laughs> oh, I refuse. ALC, I refuse. ALC's face. We're All right. We got it. a comment here. I'll never watch that creep more than the mainstream media already makes me. Amen to that because I personally turn off the TV when she comes on. When she when she begins the process of of spewing the nonsense out of her gullet, I just turn off the TV because it's wow. incoherent gibberish. Like, so so let me ask a question. Let me let me gibberish. ask a question. So so I just and I want to I want to clarify this because this movie is supposed to be about global warming and all of that, right? How in the hell come Barack Obama and all of their acolytes keep buying oceanfront property? That's what I want to know, bro. Like, like, wait a minute. Why would you buy a crib? And you're t- in one instance, you buying the crib on the ocean, and then you turn around and tell me the ocean is gonna swallow up all the beachfront property. Was that your way to keep the keep us away from being around you? Like, I don't understand what that is. Very, very possibly, right? Very possibly that could be the answer. But what what the thing is, I don't think these people actually subscribe. All right, so there's a level where they don't actually subscribe to the climate change. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying they're saying a bunch of stuff they don't believe is what you're saying? That it, it's more virtue. It's like the highest form. It's like the. It's like the. Uh, they are the climate change uh, extremists that are taking climate change out of context, right? They are like the master level of the video game far left liberal. Like it's them and the social justice warriors, but they are the boss of the liberal hierarchy, the freaking the climate change folks like that, because they don't actually believe it. So when you have somebody who's like the climate and the climate and then zips around in a private jet, when your climate czar doesn't even have a green jet and then, too, you know, but I have to use this gas powered spewing co2 into the because i need to talk on your behalf so no no no. i need to stay at the spa in versailles because you know son they go after trump's taxes and yet they avoid taxes like the plague and then buy properties just like mar-a-lago we're going to actually talk about trump here in a few minutes on the show because there's some interesting developments uh in in the in the whole January sixth thing, but uh, again, it, I just want to say this about this, right? 
I can't. I, I, I'm not going to say hate because hate is such a strong word. It is. I extremely detest AOC. <laughs> like, I, I have a palpable you know what, detestation. Ali, let, let, let's be fair. Let's be fair about something. It's the, the, the dislike, I think, for me comes in at the disregard and the, the notion that this country isn't the greatest country on the planet, right? That this idea that the the sure we have plenty of things to work on here in this country. Sure, there's plenty of obstacles yet to still be overcome, if you will. There's things that we I'm I mean, I'm pretty sure that any society and every society has these things. You know, no nobody's in utopia, right? But the the level of disdain that they have for our nation, that the things that they're perpetrating to be wrong, the things that they're claiming to be wrong, and they're scaring folks into believing is wrong. For example, uh, Republicans want to take Medicare away. Things of that nature. They, they want to, Republicans want to cancel your social security. <laughs> yeah, they, so, so when it, the, it's the fear mongering and the anti-America sentiment that's, that's, really being promoted by the likes of AOC and the squad and uh, Chuck Schumer and the rest of these people that, you know, they, they it's like I said, the highest form of virtual signaling. So I'm glad her movie flopped. I'm, I'm glad everything with her flops and I hope it continues to flop. I hope every piece of legislation she writes flops. I hope her movie career flops. I hope everything about her flops. I mean, I wish her great health and no, you know, no harm, no nothing like that, but just, you suck as a politician. Everything, you're a flop, all right? So it's to be expected. Yeah, you're, all right, we're at the 12-minute mark, bro. We going to commercial? What are we doing? All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, y'all. We'll be right back here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. Share the content. Tell a friend. We'll be right back. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at tuconservative.com. All right, folks, it's Monday night. You're back here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. You're watching on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, big ups to our friends and family over at Millennium TV 24. We have some amazing yep. things going on in 2023. We are just grateful for the opportunity to continue to reach people, not just here in North Carolina, not just there in New York, but across the country and across the world. So shouts out to Stuart McCain and Noor and all the folks up at Millennium right. TV. And, and real quick, too, and for those of you who uh, make sure you also go to uh, all of your podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you listen to podcasts, make sure to give us a subscribe, a follow. It goes a long way. Share the podcast. If you're watching here, right, that's cool, but you can also go back on all of those streaming platforms anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if we're somewhere you think we should be and we're not there, please get in the comment section. Let us know so we could get our behinds on what you're watching so that way we could be there, all right? So what all we right. got next, bro? So what we got next is this. Okay. Uh you all know that uh, we're Republicans, okay? And y'all saw the disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Uh, basically, uh, these are our thoughts. They belong to us, not any of our underwriters or anything like that. But the next thing we're going to talk about is this young lady right here. Mm -hmm. That young lady right there is Ronna McDaniel. She is the chairwoman of the RNC. And right now, uh, there appears to be some uh, flexing, a little bit of positioning and posturing going on at the RNC, where uh, I think your man Lee Zeldin just came out against Ronald McDaniel. Um, well, well, uh, you know what? I wouldn't say it's against it, right? There's nah, a, he was against, bro. No, no, no. There's a sentiment. I'm not trying to buttercup this. I'm saying there's a sentiment of folks that think she should step aside and that the RNC needs to go in a different direction, right? So when you say against her, it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say she needs to go, you're against her. All right, I tried. I tried. You, you tried. It was, I tried. But, but, but here's the thing, right? Do we really want the pillow guy? <laughs> like the my pillow guy? Well, really? well, well, here's where it gets interesting, right? And 
I have to be, we have to be totally, if we're going to be objective about this as Republicans, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a there's a group of us who think we alone define what a conservative is or what a Republican, sure. a true Republican is, right? And so I hate, I by think, the way, I hate that term. I hate that. Yeah, I, I can't stand it. But But one thing that we can agree on is that we can measure somebody by the works that they've done and what they've actually done, right? So when we start to lay no, and I and I have to make this um, almost kind of like synonymous with a Trump thing. You don't have to like him, but when you lay out the results, when you lay out the the, the hard facts about what this person has done, and when we lay those facts out about her, right? What we see is that she was willing to put things put things into effect in New York. Like what I can speak to is that people getting recognition like myself from the RNC for the work that we were putting in in the states and and you know on in you know during the, the the Trump run and all that stuff like that. So when we start talking about what she's accomplished, the other side is more like, "Well, I don't like her and I think this and I and those are opinions. I want to look at her her work." You know what I mean? So let's speak a little bit about what she's actually accomplished and not so much the the loud we don't like her i don't like her what 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 does that have to do with anything okay so where are you going with this with, with work wise what are you saying so what i'm saying is um the rnc has raised some money when we could talk about fundraising she's has she done a good or poor job in your opinion fundraising She's done an excellent job in fundraising. I, okay, I don't so know anybody that that has the has the Republican Party grown under her tenure in the minority sectors. I, I just was on a call today in North Carolina. This is the third consecutive election that the growth of minority African-American vote for the Republican Party has grown. Third consecutive race. So. Now, I'll, let's just take those two factors right there. And then when we start to look at the um, when we start to look at what's being called the big loss, right? The, the, the mainstream, lamestream media wants to promote the narrative. And I'm pretty sure you all heard this, that Donald Trump or the RNC is somehow responsible for us not getting seats or not winning all of these seats. And there are some things that contributed to us not winning, you know, this red tsunami that we were all looking, you know, hoping and praying for. But you can't lay that at the feet of Rana alone. You got to lay that at the feet of a lot of different things and and to to lay that at you know 200 and something races you lose what what was the number he went what where did we go he no he won 200 and something lost like 23 <laughs> whatever that number is he didn't lose nowhere near 50% of the, nah, it wasn't even that and and look one thing i will say about this is it, it I, I flashed up that picture of me and Ronnie McDaniel real quick only to point something out we talk about the first time ever the RNC has made a commitment to invest in engaging minority communities. The RNC put RNC victory people on the ground. As a county chairman, I had the opportunity to work hand in hand with the RNC victory team um, on, on election integrity. We here in North Carolina and the RNC paid for it, had a full time election integrity attorney, a full time election integrity director. Shouts out to my man, Dave Warren. And that's all because of the vision of Ronna McDaniel. So I, while while I hear what people are saying, I tend to think, because you got to you gotta understand, who else do we got there? Uh, Lee Zeldin? Is Lee Zeldin going to jump in the race? Maybe. Um, he hasn't said that, but Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy? Well, well, you know what? There's, there's two layers to this, though. There's the layer yeah. where, hold on, there's the layer where, right, coming into this, this next break, there's a layer where you can you can run, but what are you actually running for? Because if you're involved and you know what's going on internally, right? This looks like a bunch of posturing, and this is where it gets where it gets a little flaky to me. Because if you knew what I knew, saying you're gonna run against her, you can do it. You have the money to do it. But if you know what's going on, you know what I'm saying, Ali. Like it comes across as a grift. It's kind of grifty because. All right, so so let's ask this question. Is there a mechanism by which we could determine how much support she has within the party? Absolutely. And if we go to that metric or that that thing, what are we looking like? If if, if nobody go, gets close, nobody gets close. So then what are we talking about? What are you talking about? You're running for RNC chair. That to me causes more division and problems externally because it creates this narrative. 
that there's some infighting, which I don't like. I don't like the political infighting. It, you know, we, it's one we of the just, I talked with our chairman about that earlier, about that whole situation, about the circular firing squad that sometimes is the Republican Party. But I, I, I'll put it this way. There's 160 people that vote at the RNC. Rana's already got 100 of them. Right. Game over. It's like, so, so what are we really doing? What, what are we really talking uh, about? Now, now, can we lay the Lee Zeldin situation, the loss of Lee Zeldin in New York? Does that get blamed on the RNC? No. How do you? Does the Herschel Walker? Wait, 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 Listen, what? I can't speak. I can't. I, the only thing that I can speak to, and I have to give a super big shout out to our Suffolk County GOP and all of the, the town leaders, all of the executive committees here in Suffolk County. We delivered for Lee Zeldin. We delivered for our candidates up and down the ballot, point blank, period. So I don't know what was going on other places. I know Suffolk County delivered. I know Nassau County delivered. I know our chairman, Jesse Garcia, delivered and, and all of our town leaders delivered. Where we went, where we underestimated this abortion message in New York. We underestimated saying that abortion, like, I think it was, it, we were a little tone deaf in the messaging, but that can't fall at the feet of the RNC. That can't fall at no, the feet. No, I, I, I mean, don't think that Supreme Court decision timing was right. I think if yeah. that would have happened January, February, we might be very well looking Talking at it. Talking about a Governor Zeldin, but I also, again, and the beautiful part about, I, I will say, our side of the aisle 99.9% of the time, a, a constructive criticism isn't taken as a personal assault, which is, you know, why we're the sane side of things. We're the, we're the, we're the kind of the grownups in the room, because what I'm simply saying is I didn't think the response that abortion is not going to be overturned in New York is the right response when you have people genuinely concerned. And that response seems somewhat robotic. Um, but that, again, has nothing to do with the RNC. That's, you know, we can discuss that back and forth, you know, talk about that till the cows come home. But but what the RNC did and and again, you know, the level that I was involved at in my town, I was told from people close to the RNC let you know, I was told that Suffolk was they were very helpful. So I don't understand right. what, where people are getting this from. I don't I don't well, understand. Uh, I, just on the tail end of this, the, the other thing that I and I am. um I think it is a, a here it goes, and I and I'll share this with you. This this is why I appreciate Ronna McDaniel. Okay, do you do you see her up there in the middle of that? Do you know what this is about, Ra? This event. Can you, this can you can you can you zoom in a little? Make that the picture the full you, screen. You want yeah, me to make that a little double? Screen? There's a double arrow. Yeah, hit there, that. You there you go. So this was an RNC that, training. Can you hit the plus on that. Can we get a little plus? A little, 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 little bigger. A little bigger. Maybe maybe maybe. A little just bigger. A little, yeah, there you go. There you go. And okay. there's Ronna right. Right there in the middle of all of us, okay? There's this chairwoman McDaniel. But this was an RNC training. A hundred Bellwether County chairmen got together. And yes, that's me down at the bottom. But what you see there is diverse. I uh, shout out to my man, Will Connect, and, and Omar Lugo, and, and uh, Sarah Reedy Jones, and all the folks that were up there from North Carolina. But let me say, I just say this to say, is that Rana put a real investment in making sure that we understood as county party officials, as leaders in the party, that we were responsible for the success of the party at a grassroots level and how much she appreciated. So to the folks saying that Rana got to go, we'll see. I don't necessarily agree with that, but we'll see. Hey, but Come listen, it's a, free, it's a free country, number one, right? Yep. So we encourage you. Listen, that's the beautiful thing about open and fair elections. If you think you can beat her, go for it. By, it. by all means, go for it. Right or wrong? So go ahead. I didn't know. I didn't know where you were going. No, here's where I'm going. We're at the 24-minute mark. We're going to take a quick commercial break right here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. Do us a favor. Share the content. We'll be right back in just a few seconds. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the...
This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. All right, folks, welcome back to the Urban Conservative Podcast. We really appreciate you being a part of what we are doing here. As always, if you haven't done so already, jump on over to TUConservative.com, get yourself a membership. We are going to continue to spread the conservative message into urban communities across the country, which is our mission, our goal. That's what we are here to do is to help spread conservatism around. Uh, before we talk about Donald Trump, because before the show is over, we're going to talk about Donald Trump in this whole January 6th thing, bro. But but, okay. but I, I have to talk about this right here. Go for it. This is what I have to talk about right here, bro. Do you know who that is right there, bro? No, nah, I can't say I do just by looking. You've never seen that picture before? I didn't show you that picture? No, you didn't. Okay. That is a person who is in jail. Okay. Uh, prison. You call it jail. It's death row. Uh, oh, okay. This just got interesting. Okay. That is the first openly transgender. And, and here's the thing about the AP article. I, and y'all are going to judge me for saying this. The, the way that it's written, it says this is the openly transgender woman. <laughs> That's confusing. Wait, wait a gosh. Dang on. No, what in the so flying fudsicles is what? What? That is the first what? openly transgender woman set to be executed right, in the wait, U.S. Before we can even get to you getting executed, we need to talk about who is executing the delivery of these pronouns and adjectives. The writer wrote, this is the what? Say first one time. openly transgender woman. So what does that mean? Does it mean That's it was a man or was a woman? What is that? What? What? Somebody's got to help us out with that. So, so check this out, Col Columbia, so Missouri. Is that a man or is that a woman? That's him, bro. That's that's Twig and that's Berry. That's a man. Right it looks very. That, man. that is okay. Beans and Franks right there, bro. That is Twig and Berry, son. That is bowling ball and pins. That's what that, that is. is. Cucumbers and cherry tomatoes. There you go, son. Carrot and tomatoes. That's what you got there. The okay. first openly transgender. <laughs> I'm just going to change the word woman to person. I can't even physically do that. The first openly transgender person set to be executed in the U.S. is asking Missouri's governor for mercy. Lawyers for Amber McLaughlin. It's ma'am. Okay. It's ma'am. <laughs> now 49 on Monday, asked Republican Governor Mike Parson to spare. Like, I, And it says her, but I'm going to say them. Okay, I'm just going to use they, them. How about that? Excuse me. You cannot use they, them because you're going to offend the they, thems that who are not included in this story. So carry on. All right. McLaughlin was convicted of killing 45-year-old Beverly Gunther in November of 2003. Gunther was raped and stabbed to death in St. Louis County. There's no known case of an openly transgender inmate being executed in the U.S. before, according to the Anti-Execution Death Penalty Information Center. It's wrong when anyone's executed regardless. I have a problem with that, but I'm going to stop. But I hope that Wait, this first the doesn't occur. that someone made that it's wrong when someone gets executed? It's wrong when anyone is executed regardless, but I hope that this first doesn't occur. Federal Public Defender Larry Comp said, Amber had, listen, this is the line. I knew this was going to get you. Amber has shown great courage in embracing who she is as a transgender woman, in spite of the potential for people reacting with hate. McLaughlin's lawyer cited her traumatic childhood and mental health issues, which the jury never heard in the clemency petition. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. I, I just want to make sure I totally understand what we got going on. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to make sure I understand what we got going on. So you decided to rape and murder someone. You raped them and then you murdered them. You stabbed them. You ra raped then stabbed. You didn't use the I had feces smeared on me defense when I was in court. You didn't use the I was mentally deficient in the death and raping case. But now we about to give you that juice, that, that little, little injection, little, little, little electricity. 
And now all of a sudden, oh, my traumatic childhood and the things that happened to me. All right, so, hold on. So, so here's what I have to ask, right? Okay. Here's what this does for me, right? Put mm -hmm. that picture back up. Put that picture mm -hmm. back up. Put the picture back up, right? Here's, here's what this does for me. And I don't know if this does this for anyone else, right? But at what point do we consider justice for the victims? At what point, right? What point do you consider the families of the people, the loved ones of the people, the victims of these heinous acts, right? Now, if you live in a state where your legislative body, the elected officials, the representation put in place to represent your wishes says in this state, we have capital punishment, right? You do this an eye for an eye, right? A life for a life. You do. And we find you guilty. This is the penalty. That's the penalty you're going to pay with your life, right? At what kind of mentality do you have to have to advocate on behalf of some of these people? Because you, you have to be soulless. You have to be a soulless creature to represent this person and justifiably go and try to justify why they, the family, shouldn't get the ultimate form of justice as seen and elected and, and as seen and legislated for in the state that you're in, if that's corporal uh, capital punishment, rather. So mm. I just don't understand the mentality of those folks I respect every. I know everyone de de deserves what is that a fair trial and a proper defense and all of those different sure. things. Sure, but if you are found guilty, and it is beyond a reasonable doubt that you did the raping and the stabbing and the murdering, we're, right? we're not at the point of even that. You done done it. We you know did. you did it. You did it. I'm gonna agree with you that you definitely suffer from some type of mental illness, right? I'm gonna agree with you because. The idea that you could even think you could transform, transgenderize yourself, right? The fact that you thought that we already need to be having a mental health discussion with some of these folks. Correct. So, so, so I'm not with the defense. I think it's horrific. I think it's a, I think you would have to be a soulless being, right? Or, or at least drink a lot of alcohol and hate your life. You might get paid very well to be a, 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 a what is it? A defense attorney in this situation, right? You might have to, they might have to give you a heck of a bag, right, to, to live with yourself to kind of form the opinion that this person deserves some type of so, so mercy. I don't, I don't agree. I totally so check this out. McLaughlin's lawyers cited her traumatic, <laughs> cited the traumatic childhood and mental health issues, which the jury never heard in the clemency petition. A foster parent rubbed feces in her face. How can... It was a he back then. Shouldn't it been a foster parent rubbed feces in his face when he was a child? Are you saying it was a her when it was a baby, even though it was a boy? I'm trying to I, figure. This, like this how is, this is this is how far. does the does the does the, does the yo, gender yo, change go yo. backwards? Right, is listen, what I'm asking. Let's see how many of these we can come up with real quick before we go to break. Right, mm -hmm. the tra the train is off the rails. Okay, the lights are on, but no one's home. Okay. Uh, the hamster's on the wheel, but he ain't running. All right, I, I, I'm running out of them because I don't know how bad this is for humanity. Um, uh, uh, uh the horse one ain't got no legs. I don't know who got one. <laughs> Yo, one sandwich short of a picnic. If you were in the army, then you know what playing basketball by yourself and the score being eight up is. You know what that means, bro. Yo, we <laughs> are in a weird space where this is the reality, bro. This. Oh, is it the, gets better. Listen to this. Listen okay. to this. Hold on. Listen to this. Listen to this. So a foster parent rubbed feces in her face when she was a little toddler and her adoptive father tased her, according to the letter to Parson, to, to the clemency letter. She tried to kill herself multiple times, both as a child and an adult. These are not decisions that the governors take lightly, says Kelly Jones from the governor's office. Com said McLaughlin's lawyers are scheduled to meet with Parson on Tuesday. A judge sentenced McLaughlin to death after a jury was unable to decide on death or life in prison without parole. A federal judge in St. Louis ordered a new sentencing hearing in 2016, citing concerns about the effectiveness of McLaughlin. McLaughlin's trial lawyers and faulty jury instructions, but in 2021, a federal appeals court panel reinstated the death penalty. McLaughlin's lawyer also listed the jury's indecision 
and McLaughlin's remorse as reasons why her life should be spared. Missouri has only executed one woman before, and State Corrections Department spokeswoman uh, Pajman, Karen Pajman, said McLaughlin's lawyer said she was previously rooming with another transgender woman, but now is living in isolation leading up to the scheduled actualization date. Uh, 9% of Missouri's prison population is female. Hmm? So she's in a female prison? It says she was with another uh, he or she. We're saying she. You guys got to throw. He's talking about woman for a second. It's a man. He's still in the what? He's still in jail, bro. And they had him locked up with another prison or a male prison. That's what I meant to ask. Right, but but uh, to your is point, it, we can is get it in a male this. prison or female prison? She's in prison. prison. They had him locked up with another dude. But listen, bro, this is where the world is that we're in. This this is the world that we're in, folks. And if we as conservative, God fearing, America loving, common sense, bro, logical thinking, I don't even people, think we need to add the God into it at this point. Where is just regular decency? Like, when did the cutoff? What is the cutoff for? Like, I we don't even have to do religion. All right, let's just be decent people. That's all I'm this? saying. Like, yeah, we don't even have to bring God into the equation because we got some perfectly fine atheists, some decent folks that are atheists that don't want to see this nonsense. They don't like. I shout out to some of the atheist groups, atheist Republican groups on social media. I know some of our folks that are religious don't understand that, but yeah, there's a contingent of them, and they want the same things we want, bro. They're like, yeah, bro, they're they're looking at this like, no, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, we not okay with that either. What? You know, we just don't agree with y'all on the Quran and the Bible stuff, but we don't want them stripping in front of babies neither. So, right. so, so these look, are things that, yeah, go ahead. Now, what I was going to say, folks, right around the 36 minute mark, you're checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. This is episode number 51. We are going to take a very quick commercial break and be right back with the last segment of tonight's show. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. All right, folks, it's Monday night. You're back here with Adul and Raheem, the Urban Conservative Twins. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, yep. As always, if you haven't done so, jump over to TUConservative.com, get yourself a membership, and make sure you listen back anywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are available anywhere. And if there's somewhere you like to listen and we ain't on there, let us know so that we can get on there. And uh, we got two little more topics that we're going to cover and uh, here's one of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, Donald right, Trump. Man. Yes, sir. So five himself. So Donald Trump has responded to the January 6th committee decision, uh, urging the Justice Department to prosecute him uh, over the involvement of uh, his alleged involvement in the Capitol riot to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, he says, and I quote, these folks don't get it. This is him, and I, got, I can't do These folks don't get it. What? That when they come after me, people who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger, Trump said on Truth Social Media Platform. Um, and it's final. That wasn't a good media. Trump. That that wasn't a good Trump. Uh, y'all have to rate. Y'all have to rate his Trump. That was my Trump sucked. Trump. It was it was not very good. My Trump. No rate. Uh, rate that was like Bernie. Why are you doing Bernie for? I Trump? can't do it. They, they all sound the same to me to an extent. Oh come on, what? Hey, they're all almost. Right, they all, right. all got that older guy thing. It's it's in its final like public old, meeting. I see you're going uh, for old New York guy, but I, no. All right, but listen, a little more Bernie than than Donald. I'll take that. I'll work on my Donald. We'll try it again next week. Um, In their final public meeting a few hours ago, the January 6th panel unveiled criminal referrals recommending that the Department of Justice prosecute Trump on charges of inciting an insurrection, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracies to make a false statement, and obstruction of official proceeding. Uh, Here's what's going to happen, folks, and this this is what I think is happening. They are doing everything they can to knock this dude out of running for president. He's already announced, but they're scared to death that the, that 
he is going to do something. And, and I'm seeing the polls out there. Uh, some of the polls are saying DeSantis beats Trump. And I, I understand all of that. I got you. But here's what you got to look at. The left is terrified. They are absolutely terrified of Donald Trump. And now, them Twitter, them Twitter releases ain't helping. <laughs> that Twitter releases ain't helping. But I will say this. I will say this. Donald Trump is starting to become a little predictable. He's starting to get a little predictable. I, I, I watched some of the announcements. You know, you and I were in Wilmington at the speech, and it was great and all of that. But it's kind of like uh, we need he needs to do something to bring that. No, match. I think I think that's unfair, bro. I'm going to okay. shoot that down. The reason I'm going to shoot, shoot that down is because this is not entertainment. This is not a record deal. This is not an album. This is not about okay. anything other than fundamental reality here's what here's what's going to happen with the president donald trump we will be energy independent and everyone could could f-bomb off we are going to hold people certain people accountable and they can yes he said it they don't want to do that they they don't want to have no he doesn't want to do that they were scared to death they don't know what this dude was gonna do he meant when he said hey listen y'all don't want to do that hey country y'all don't want to do that like they don't they don't want that problem they meant that so what I'm saying is he doesn't need to have a new spiel. He needs to do what he did in 16. I'm not a politician. You I'm are, though. You are, though. You are. But but I didn't come in this as a politician. What so I'm you can say is, that, but you can't say I'm not a politician. No, but when I say that same energy from 16, I mean that the fact that I'm an outsider, not that I'm a politician, but he's Yeah, but not you're not an outsider at this point, even. He's not a swarm creature either, though. <laughs> so when we, when we put Trump... And I'm pretty sure some I, I agree. He's not a swamp creature. He's not he a swamp those creature. I'm not that. a cult of personality kind of guy. I, okay. He doesn't pay my bills, so I don't have any incentive to like <laughs> him as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to ride for him because I just don't. But what I'm saying is, if you take your personal opinion of Trump, whether you, which I don't understand liking him or not liking him. I, you don't know him, right, bro? So what do you mean you don't like him? I have. Yet I, I just went through this on a post before. with with Shamika earlier. One, I haven't. I've yet to have one articulate liberal give me one articulate, properly contextualized statement that Trump said that was racist or any of the above. Not one. I haven't had one. I, I had this issue earlier on a post that Shamika uh, that Valerie Miller put up. And uh, the lady was like, oh, what you mean like Trump? Trump ain't never do nothing. I was like, yeah, other than the lowest unemployment for everybody, other than getting HBCUs historical funding, other than the First Step Act to get people out of prison, other than freeing people from out of jail. Right, getting- right, right. Look, so look, other I don't, than I, we putting the, the uh, embassy in Jerusalem, other right than there. not starting no new wars, other than creating energy independence, other than that, no, he didn't do anything. Well, look at this comment. We got this comment here. I don't like him as a person. He's too arrogant for me, but I loved him as a president. I'll vote for him again. See, now here's what I'm talking about, right? I understand that sentiment, right? I don't like him as a person. He's too arrogant. See, now that's concise for me. I don't like his personality type, that arrogant, flashy person. I can understand why that would rub some people the wrong way. That's not what I'm talking about. You have people that loathe him that will vote for madness, for sheer destruction. Remember the poll they did? There was a story they did, and they were walking around saying if if X amount of people had to die because of the pandemic, would you give that up or or uh, vote for Trump? They were like, yeah, let them people die. We don't need Trump in. It was that bad. So when you're wow. that Trump deranged, I don't remember what New York program, they were just asking people on the streets in New York. Like, would you rather have... X amount of million people die or have Trump reelected. And they were like, yeah, let those people go. We need to thin the herd a little bit. I was just like, hey, <laughs> somebody <laughs> used the term thin the herd, bro. Oh, wow. Talk I, about population control, hey, bro. Listen, but look, here's what I think. I do not think, okay, I do not think the deal. It would be very unwise for the DOJ to pursue criminal charges against Trump. Not when there's a video of him saying, be peaceful, let them and tweets and release tweets that were then yeah, blocked. So nah, I, I don't see this going anywhere. I think it's more theatrics. But here's the thing. We've got a new Congress starting and not too long. And 
Bye-bye, January 6th committee. It's time for the Republicans to get to work and start doing some real investigation because we're not talking nearly enough about how much treason Joe Biden and them got going on. We're not talking nearly enough about how much crap uh, Hunter Biden. They didn't even for a while want to acknowledge the fact that the laptop was real. Well, well, look, I'll say this. We know about being deplatformed. We know about them taking away channels and, and canceling us and things of that nature. Well, at least what they think is canceling us because, you know, we have loyal subscribers and people that, you know, follow our content and support us in real life. So, you know, a lot of you guys, we have your phone numbers, we have your email addresses, your members of us. So there's really no way to cancel us. But it's it's interesting when it's a clear uh, uh, bias from our Justice Department when it's a clear bias from mm -hmm. the mechanisms of our government that are put in place by us the people to protect our interests and those interests are being uh, uh, taken advantage of or usurped or that authority rather is being usurped and mismanaged to the point where we have to as a citizens have to be careful now we we have to actually be careful what we say like what what does that even mean now, I have to be mindful what I tweet or what I say because I can be deplatformed or taken off or, or, or removed because you can wake up tomorrow, create a term or service that says, well, you mentioned this. So now we have to get rid of you and you can no longer have your, you know, X amount of thousands of subscribers that it took you this time to cultivate. That's all gone. And we're deleting your video. So hopefully you had those two. And if not, you're SOL. You know, that's, right. that's what it is. So and they've they, done they, that to us, folks. Yeah. They've done it to us. So real quick. On the tail end of today's show, we got one last thing to talk about. And this kind of uh, has to deal with Trump just a little bit. And that is about this guy right here. Hey, okay. before we say anything, before we say anything, get in the comments if you know who that is. Before I say it, we'll give him 10, 15 seconds. Uh, tell us who that is, right? Do you know who that guy is? Does anybody watching know who he is? Okay. Uh, one of the interesting things is this guy has a lot of power. A whole, whole lot of power. And he has exercised that power. But we'll give it a few more seconds. Ah, shouts oh, out to yeah. Alexandra. She got it right. That is right. Chief Justice Roberts of the United States Supreme Court. And uh, he just did a huge blow, pause, to Biden. Uh, they stopped the Biden era uh, administration from lifting Title 42. And this report says that Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts issued an order on Monday temporarily blocking the end of Title 42 border policy, allowing for the swift expulsion of asylum seekers from the U.S., delivering a win for conservatives who argue lifting the policy will lead to migrants flooding an already overwhelmed southern border. Just a couple of key facts here. Roberts gave the Biden administration until 5 p.m. Tuesday to issue a response. A federal district court judge struck down Title 42 last month, calling it arbitrary and capricious, which is stupid. It's depending our border and that the rule violated federal law. Uh, the attorneys general of 19 Republican states sued to keep it in place, arguing that lifting it will cause a crisis of unprecedented proportions at the border and appealed to the Supreme Court after a circuit court tossed the case, tossed the case last Friday. Roberts did not rule on the merits of the case on Monday and the White House did not immediately respond. Now, while while you have some people, bro, that are arguing that this is uh, arbitrary and capricious is what they said that that this is somehow arbitrary and and it's discriminatory and it doesn't do anything what about the illegal alien i talked about that just got captured by immigration um for years on the run for raping a little kid what about all of these people that are coming across the border all the fentanyl that's coming across the border is that arbitrary and capricious? And then the other thing is, and, and I'm looking for it right now, bro. Here, here we go, right here. I'm going to mute this, but 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 this is what we're talking about right here. The that is a dude to deal walking with this on the border right now. Say it's uh, this was the other day. That's the border. That's lines of people. That all you see in the background, there are people waiting to cross the border illegally. Okay? That's people, right? That's, 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 that's actual folks, thousands of them. You see that line all across the bottom there. No, those are, crisis, of those are crisis actors. It's not real. It's not absolutely 1,000% real. real. There's no doubt about it that that is actually what's happening right now.
And pe- for people to say that this is not happening, that the border's secure, that there's there's nothing wrong with it, that's actually thousands of people waiting to cross the border. They're well, there. Here, they're here, sitting here, here's, here's there. The they're waiting. So, so some of us get called conspiracy theorists, uh, and I sometimes don't mind the term because there are definitely conspiracies afoot. You have to right. be conspiring to, or you are catastrophically terrible at your job. You either you either are purposefully mismanaging this border, or you're just terrible at your job. Yo, or that you that's to- look at this, look at this. That right there is a town in Mexico. These people are waiting. They're not waiting to present themselves properly. That's not what they're waiting for. They're, they're waiting, waiting for, for Title 42 to expire to jump on into this country illegally. That's what they're waiting to do. This story, the, uh, this one that we just read, um, is, is coming out of the AP. Uh, and look, folks, these people are waiting to cross the border. That's what they're waiting for. What's In Matamoros, the Mexican border city across from Brownsville, Texas, thousands of people are waiting for Title 42 to expire. That's what that well, story listen, is. We got a comment here that says, my friends uh, from other parts of the world are denied visas, too, three times in a row, and yet these people slide in like butter. And this is this is on the tail end of this, Ali, as we close this up. The sad part about this is, like I said, either, either Mayorgas and his crew are inept at the highest level of what inept can be, or this is this is a concerted effort to dissolve the southern border. It can, both things can't be true. So, I mean, maybe they can. Maybe maybe they can. But I don't think in that case they can be, bro. I, I think I'm we, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Nah, he's inept, uh, enable. Pick the adjective you want to put there. But for him to say that the border secure for Kamala Harris, it can't be. It can't be. It's not. It can't possible. be. And yo, the president was thirty miles away. He was 30 miles away and said, hey, there's more important things to do. So, folks, on the tail end, just just remember, remember, it ain't a conspiracy if it's true. It's just if it's true. I mean, and that and is even the then, factual side to this, Ali. And so even then, we still got to make sure we're doing our part. So salute to all the law enforcement officers out there every day doing the job the right way. Salute yep. to all of our border enforcement agencies. Um, you know, all of our customs and border patrol people, we appreciate everything that you do. Um, shouts out to everybody that does what the right thing every day presents themselves at the border and does it right. We even come from people that had to go to Ellis Island and do it the right way. As and they was from, the quote unquote, and he didn't want to get into that argument. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been episode number 51. We got one more to go next Monday night. And that's going to be our year in review. So get in the comment sections also, uh, comment section on social media throughout the next couple of days. Let us know what your best moments are from the TUC podcast throughout the year. Uh, go scroll through the Facebook page. Get you know, Let us know what your favorite interview was. Let us know what your favorite moments were from the last year. Let Get in the comment section. Let us know what you got for Christmas. All that good stuff. We want to have a great show, year-end show next Monday night. So Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy whatever it else other than Christmas you celebrating. Happy that too, right? Happy that. May your families be all well. May everybody be, you know, safe and, and you know, enjoy, and around people you enjoy being around and have plenty of love and all that good stuff. We want to say, uh, again, thank you for checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast. I'm Raheem Architect Soto. That guy is my twin brother, Dual Ali. This one is over. It's 51. It's a wrap. It's in the books. Thanks, folks. We appreciate it. See y'all next week.